folks, and welcome back to Roll for Rainbow. I am your dungeon master, Alyssa Mandracina, and with me I have our players. Players. Hello, my name is Emmett. I play July Everglow, a light domain cleric. Um, my fun fact about July this week, it's kind of less about July specifically and more about um Tippert. So we were just talking about like holidays and stuff, and I think that I don't know if there are necessarily like holidays celebrating like Christmas equivalent of like celebrating the god of the tides and the goddess of storms and everything but I do think that there's probably like a kind of like summer solstice type thing where like everybody like goes down to the beach and there's like a little festival and there's like dancing and stuff and there's probably like a little craft fair where like she and her granddad would sell like his wood carvings and stuff and like her really shitty wood carvings that she tried to do to like imitate him yeah I was just thinking about uh like holidays and tipper and I think that's kind of the main one and perhaps depending on like what time of year it is now um and if we like go back to tipper what type of year maybe the festival would be happening that would be fun very fun okay hi i'm trinity and i play scrooge mcduck um (laughs) that's kidding everyone laughed and they're on mute dang it (laughs) Uh, damn it trin Anyway, no, I play Safria Farlake, a wildflower, nope, wildfire druid. This is the second week in a row that I've done You did that. it last <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I, I play um, a wildfire druid, and Safria's holiday fun fact this week is, you know, this is a reference for only me, but you know the woman in the beginning of the Nutcracker who, like, walks out with her stupid child, and she's, like, so snooty and has, like, her head all held up high and, like, a fur on? That's Safria. She just uses the excuse to dress up like a crazy old woman, and do you she think loves that, it. Do you think that, like, New Haven has, like, a ballet that Safria goes to? Oh, the new the New Haven Ballet, yes. Um, um, I think... <gasps> the New Haven Ballet! That's so oh, fun. Sure. I think it's not, I think it's less of a, I'm going to world build for you, Alyssa. Move sure. over. There, <laughs> yeah, I already did that. I literally already started doing that. No, that's okay. Honestly, take control of the places that you guys come from, and I will tell you if it's world breaker or not. Likely, it will be not, but I'm happy to accommodate whatever. Everyone in Tipper, like- when they turn 13, they get a Glock. Emily's <laughs> a gun! And it Yes, that's how you fish. You just point the clog at a fish and go boom. Exactly. <laughs> what's that? What's that? Um, noodling when you like catch fish with your hands. I don't know. Is that move? It's, it's called noodling. <laughs> that's so menacing. <laughs> well, I mean, the boys gotta go noodling tonight. Anyway, um, so. The uh, I don't think it's so much of a ballet as much as it is like an opera. I think she's like it's a very fancy like an event that they go to to show off how much money they have, and then they go home. <laughs> also, let me ask. I don't know if this is like a Brazilian thing or whether it's like a Latino thing, but in the U.S., do you guys like dress up and get all pretty, and then you sit with your family in the living room and you do nothing until midnight? <laughs> What? Bro, what you the just, fuck? No, babe. Just, okay, so... <laughs> what the fuck? Right <laughs> here. We just... We, we get all dressed up. We put on, like, fancy dresses and pretty makeup, and we do our hair to the point where, like, where I live in, in Christmas, we have a set time for the lights to go down because everybody turns on, like, their, their hair dryers and straighteners at the same time. What? So, <laughs> yeah. <gasps> 
So like after everyone is ready, we just like sit down in the living room and okay, we talk, we watch movies. It's a family gathering kind of thing. But we like we basically do nothing with our fancy clothes. We don't go out. It's just like in the pandemic, it's just your family and you're like all pretty sit down in the living room waiting for dinner time. Okay, wait, is this, is this, I have so many questions. Okay. (laughs) Is, okay, you said two things that concern me. You said that it goes until midnight. Yeah. You just sit and then you go to bed? No. (laughs) Like, Christmas here, it starts on the midnight of the 25th. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a. All this happens on the 24th. Yeah, like, um. Yeah, I, I think this is like a Latin America kind of thing because it's yeah. like it's But like, I didn't hear about like dressing up and also you said during the pandemic it's just your family. So before that was it not just your family? No, we like my family is pretty fucking big, so we invited everyone over. Like we have people with bigger houses in the family, so we're like, Oh okay, we're gonna spend Christmas at your house and on the twenty mm-hmm. fourth we gather like everyone. Friends like we wanna bring over uh Every family member you like, basically. So sometimes so it was just like gathering of the people you love, waiting for midnight. I do that for Boxing Day because, like, my family's like British, so we do Boxing Day. Oh, the fuck is, is Boxing Day? I, okay. I was gonna say, I'm like, <laughs> Boxing Day is not an American that. thing for sure. No, it's not. It's like it's the 26th, mm-hmm. so it's the day after Christmas where oh, you because fight, boxes. you fist fight Jesus. No, where did Jesus come from? Because it's Christmas. It's the day after Christmas, Boxing Day. Who else okay. is boxing? No, you're not boxing. The boxes are the presents, which is so stupid, right? Think oh. about that critic. <laughs> Wait, it's like the noun and not the verb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I make the joke every year. I'm like, when do I get to fight grandma? And I don't. <laughs> 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 when do I get to the family uh. get Jab grandma in the face. I don't know. Yeah, guys, she's done for. This summer, do you guys want to come to my house and we can get really dressed up and sit in my living room for six hours? I know this is saying a lot, but this is the most unhinged intro we've ever had. <laughs> it is, but it's the best one we've ever it done. Are you best. fucking getting keeping all of this in, I think. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. We have to redo the take where Julian goes, do you guys ever just get dressed up and sit in your houses until midnight? We go, yes, and then we move on. <laughs> <laughs> we go back and we edit it. <laughs> we go, yes, of course. <laughs> yes, and also Boxing Day. I was in the Julian. Okay, wait, Julian. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Um, hi, um, Julian, painfully Brazilian, and I play picture. <laughs> Fact of the old one, Warlock. And Victor's fun fact is that he's a killjoy and he hates holidays for the very specific reason that everything stops working and he can't like buy fancy shit on the holidays. He can't do anything. So he just sits at home and is angry until it's done. Last we left off in the land of Laskia, our adventurers plus Arlena engaged in a harrowing battle versus Captain Trigar and Dr. Zariah. Despite clearly not being magically inclined, the doctor managed to inject themselves with a syringe of a mysterious glowing blue liquid that caused them to release such an intense inferno that they instantaneously incinerated themselves and dealt significant damage to everyone in the room. 
After several rounds of back and forth, the captain was downed by a well-placed dagger to the chest held by none other than July Everglow. Leaving the party with a cryptic message of long live Aurelia, they all got to work on healing the downed and retrieving any important documents that might reveal more explicitly what happened in that warehouse. Safrian and Victor also managed to find a chest of magical objects. With the Countess in tow and the burning remains of the horrid laboratory behind them, they all return to the wise dandelion, where Bevaluna serves a lovely dinner while Arlena and Victor have a beautiful heart-to-heart about V and their history. And that is where we are now, with the party having a well-earned long rest and leveling up. Yay! Woo! Now I'm going to return to a newly familiar place for Victor, which is to say your dreams. The inky black void swirls around you, as well as Cobras' power. You smell tobacco wafting in the air from behind you, and you hear Cobras clear his throat. <clears throat> Aren't you just full of surprises, kid? It's a quality of mine that helps with business. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, that little stunt you pulled with your little replacement mommy? Tread carefully. And to think oh, oh, protect you. Get his ass! Oh, get his ass! And to think I tried to protect you from her prying eyes, you ungrateful little brat. But, well, I suppose that's just your nature, isn't it? Oh, well, tis what it is, what's done is done. Yada yada. I thought you'd trust me more. If you wanted to do business with me, I'm not completely incompetent, you see. I know who I know, and... I distribute information as I please. I'm not stupid, Cabris. Thank you for considering me so. Stupid's not the word. Reckless might be a better one. Not but, that either. Like I said. Guys! I'm about to kiss Victor on the mouth. Like, oh, damn! Right. <laughs> Cabris looks a little chastised. He's like, alright. Like I said, what's done is done. Moving on to the future endeavors. What are you going to do with with the Countess? I imagine you'll figure out what she knows, and then... And he makes a slicing gesture with his thumb across his neck, as if implying that you will kill her. I haven't thought in detail about that yet. I know I have something to do. I'm not sure if ending her would be the best course of action. She might... It... May compromise my allies, if you understand what I mean. Also, I'm not a killer. I'm a detective. Hmm. And a charlatan. But that's neither here nor there. I don't think I'm I'm very inclined to end her. Yet. At all. So you're just going to let her go? I mean, let her reveal your little secret to the whole continent? Think about everything you've learned in the past day or so, and tell me, who do you think sent her to be a lab rat? What do you mean by that? The woman? Aurelia? Isn't she dead? That's like a statue. He looks very confused at you for a moment. Aurelia, I don't know an Aurelia. It's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about her husband? Oh. Wait, who's Aurelia to you? I literally have no idea. It's just something I saw and then he said shit about it. It's, I don't know, looked like a legend or some ass. I was actually hoping you would help me figure it out. Hmm. You see he looked very interested and you see 
a flash of pink crosses his eyes, and he says, I'll look into that. Can't have any competition running around. Anywho, so figure out what you're going to do with the Countess. Anything that doesn't involve her returning to society might be ideal for you. But, you know, killing her, I think, would be the most... It's the easy convenient, way Most convenient, because I imagine you can be discreet, and your little friends would never have to know. I mean, I'd certainly never tell them. Oh, I'm aware of that. I imagine you wouldn't. Fine. I promise <laughs> I'll consider it, if it comes to that. Hopefully not. I hope she's reasonable. Fine. Gods, be that way. Look, I have a little gift for you. Never let it be said I didn't do you any favors. And he tosses you a heavy grimoire that appears from a puff of pink smoke in his hands. When you catch it and look at the front, the leather-bound cover is blank. It's a rather plain-looking thing, if we're being honest. And if you flip through the pages, it kind of takes you a second to really understand it. And I say that because you start to notice that the spells you find within are all written in V's native tongue. You think maybe the last time you saw this language written, or even heard it spoken, was when a certain someone was alive. You certainly haven't met another changeling since, at least not to your knowledge. Yeah. That's that's a real surprise. He like he's actually visibly taken aback by the sight of his native tongue. And he glances back up at Cabris shook at how he knows that. Cabras kind of sees your surprise and he shrugs and he's like, I'm not as good as it at it as I as I used to be. It's been a long time since I've had to use it, but you know. Anything that's been out of practice can be put back into practice. A very good point. And he closes the book, but holds it close. He's not gonna give away his new gift. He just nods a little bit and goes Thank you. You're maybe way more knowledgeable than I thought you were. This was actually lost to time, you know? Oh, I know. But see, I can be a nice kid. New power! Go crazy! Anywho, uh, where do we plan on moving next? Any leads? Um, that's an excellent question. There's a ball in Echoball in a little while. I might as well take the time to socially train my associates. They may need it a lot, but... Echoball. You think the center of all anti-magic in this shithole is going to have the culmination of all magic? I mean, these are very interesting tactics, but I guess I'll trust your judgment for now, since I made the mistake of not doing so previously. And have fun at the gala. You might find me a bit absent for the next few days. You'll still have your powers and, and everything. You'll still have our deal. I just won't be in your ear. Got some people to find and even more to talk to. Good luck, kid. To you, too. I hope we can see each other again soon, Cabers. He nods, and you awaken in your bed at the Wise Dandelion, the weight of the newly bestowed book on your chest. You look outside and see that it is fairly early, and the lilac and orange of the sunrise have yet to fully fade from the sky. You do hear some movement going on downstairs, which you assume to be one or all of the Thestinas. Do you head downstairs? First, I'd like to know about the items we've retrieved. 
where they are and if I can like take a good look at them, mayhaps study them a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the magical items are you Arlena put them away like after you guys went to bed. Uh, so you're not entirely sure where they are. They they might be in Arlena's room. They might be. Oh, okay. Yeah, they, like she put them somewhere for safekeeping, lest God forbid someone come in and, and see them. So yeah, this this is still an inn in a tavern after all. In that case, I'm going to go downstairs to have food. Excellent, excellent. Bella Luna is the one to greet you. She's sitting at the bar, and it looks like she might be doing inventory. She has her reading glasses on as she sits at the bar, uh, looking over a long list of numbers and words and whatnot. She peeks up at you as you come down and smiles as she says, I thought I heard movement up there. Good morning, hon. Can I get you anything? Good morning, darling. I'd just like some breakfast, if you may. I mean, if you're not too busy, there's no, these numbers look like health. <laughs> she laughs and she says, better me than Arlena doing it, for sure. <laughs> and she she sets it down, uh, tucks her reading glasses like on the collar of her shirt. And she says, I can get you breakfast, the usual. Yes, please. She She's working on that in the kitchen. She, she gestures for you to sit down at the bar. It kind of has this like open landscape style as she kind of peeks out from the kitchen and continues to talk to you and she's like Arlena's still sleeping I could tell she was absolutely exhausted so I just let her sleep and I think we'll be closed for the day just so we have time and, and space to deal with the uh <laughs> councils uh or countess situation rather yeah um are you up to date on the news and he like looks around to make sure no one else is there it gives you a knowing smile, and she says, oh, I can assure you that I'm very aware that something strange has occurred, but, well, I, I know you'll tell me in time, and I know you, and I know you would never hurt anyone who didn't deserve it intentionally, so, you know, in your own time. Yeah, I think that would call for a family meeting. Uh, Arliana is really up to the news, and I guess I'd appreciate her help on honesty really yeah family meeting arlena me mateus and she raises a brow yeah uh not gonna be fun i i think but you guys deserve the truth either way i appreciate that very much and she comes out pretty quick with like a, a plate for you and and tea and she says i know no matter what happens your honesty is the most important thing, and coming clean never feels good, but it's good that it happens. Yeah, and it's good to know that the people you're opening up to are good, you know? And she she smiles at that, and I say, I agree. And if you think my love or Mateus's love will ever be in question, not by a long shot. Oh my god, now I'm just so guilty for the background I gave my character. <laughs> As you should, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. Why did I want to be a scammer? Uh, and she um, leans across the bar and presses a kiss to your forehead and goes to make herself some breakfast. Oh my god, I love the thirstiness so much. As you should. As you should. And... You two kind of sit in this like peaceful quiet as she, as you only hear like clanking of pots and pans in the kitchen, uh, the whistle of the kettle, and we'll shift to a 
maybe like a couple hours later because you guys did were up at like the crack of dawn quite literally um when july everglow awakens july you awaken to the sun pouring through your window and you are immediately thrown into a vision like for like maybe two seconds Ah! maybe two seconds you get to see the room of the wise dandelion in the daylight and then you are thrown into a vision of a winter eladrin woman her skin the pale color of frost her eyes the striking color of ice she wears an expensive looking gown and and sapphire necklace things that might be fit for someone of a high status and you see her speaking with victor leaning across a table for two in a room you don't recognize, packed to the brim with people from all walks of life. Even from the distance your vision is at, you see something in her eyes, something indiscernible, something dangerous. And before you can analyze that for too long, she's gone, and you're back in your room. Your pendant glows warm against your chest, and make a religion check. Oh boy, my strong suit. (laughs) That's a 13. Okay. You think you might hear a whisper from seemingly nowhere, but the words are beyond your recognition. Or maybe they weren't words at all, but merely the sound of a draft coming through your window. Eh. Okay, well, we know it's not that bestie, but all right. <laughs> that is it. You are you are left in your room with this slightly glowing pendant, and you hear footsteps down the hall and the closing of a distant door. Yeah, so I'm just going to pray, like, stock my spells real quick, and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go outside. And as you step outside your room, it's Arlena in the hall who meets you and smiles at you warmly. She says, hey, July, good morning. Hello, good morning. Uh, hey, do you, do you have a sec? Um, yeah, what's up? I, I just wanted to have a quick chat with you about last night and, and apologize again for anything I might have done to upset you. And I wanted you to know that I'm good and, and Victor is good, although he has some stuff individually that he needs to work out. Okay, cool. I appreciate you letting me know. And if you want to know more about it, that's that's maybe a Victor conversation, just because it's not quite my story to tell. And, you know, I, I don't want to take the liberty of telling his story. So no, no hard feelings. And she kind of goes up for like a high five, if you're willing. No. Uh, she puts her hand down. Is that there aren't hard feelings or there are hard feelings, hence no high five? I don't know whether or not to be honest you're in answering to be honest. that question. You are allowed to be honest as as much as you are willing to. Um, you sure, I'm allowed to be honest, but that doesn't mean that other people are going to be honest with me. Oh my god! Arlena kind of senses the tension here, and she says, okay, I, I understand why you would feel that sentiment. I promise you I will be as honest with you as I can without sharing information that others have told me not to speak of. Fine. Thank you. Okay. Is this all? Are we done? If you would like. Um, again, I, I'm, I'm sorry because I know how frustrating this can be. Uh, I, I just, you don't owe me your trust, but I am asking for it. No, it's fine. I just, there are things I didn't know and I'm, and I'm learning things now. So, you know, thank you for teaching me about trust. Make an insight check. Hey, you! Oh, that sucked. Twelve. It was just so earnest. Ayo, I live for that. Um, it wasn't a very high DC. Uh, you, you see, you see a woman who is very much, very much tries to be sort of everyone's mother, 
because in Orland, there are so many people that need good families and so many people that don't get the love that they deserve and don't get the the respect and treatment that they deserve. Uh, and you're looking at a woman who who feels like she's failed at that with you or feels like she's betrayed you in some way, but it is an unpreventable evil. So she just has to sit with it for right now. So No, it's okay. I'm not, I'm not sad. Like, it's important for me to learn how other people in the world behave. Like, like when I was with my grandfather, like he always told me the truth, no matter what. And I always told him the truth, no matter what. And I, and you know, like him dying was really hard because like, we both knew it was going to happen, you know, like, but I, I didn't, when I saw him dying, like I didn't keep it from him. Like I told him and, you know, we, we talked about it and stuff and then like, it was fine. And it's, you know, it was really hard for him to die and, you know, we could have tried to do something to prevent it, but, but, you know, ultimately, like, I know that he was always the person that I thought he was. And so he just kind of made me think that, that everybody in the world was like that honest and then like kind and like, you know, upfront. And, but I never left home before, you know, I didn't really talk to anybody else. And now I know that not everyone is like that and that's okay. Maybe I need to change to um, to fit everyone else. You know, I didn't know that before, and I'm I think I'm starting to learn that now. So she she grits her teeth and she's like, in an ideal world, which this is not, you wouldn't have to change for anyone, and especially not for me or for Laskia, because I would say f them all, but this is not that's not the world we live in we live in a dangerous unpredictable world where too much truth gets people killed and i'm sorry and there's not much else i can say beyond that i know i sound like a repeat of myself but i am sorry not your fault i stick out my hand for a handshake it's okay she gives it to you as you're in this handshake, she's like, if you would like to relay any of what I've said to Safria uh, when she awakens, you absolutely can. Or you can send her my way. Uh, if that's not a conversation you'd like to have with her, that's fine. Uh, do you know she's downstairs? I do not. Uh, you can check her room. I believe it's a couple doors down. I'm going to go see if Alana is up. And if she's not, probably get her up because sleep schedules and children. Yeah, I'm going to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to like, run downstairs like far enough so that I can see into the tavern like enough to like I like clomp 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 and I make eye contact with Bella and Victor and I go hi I'm gonna wait for Safria and then I go back upstairs and I'm gonna sit on the floor outside Safria because Safria's not down there so I'm gonna I'm gonna run back at a, and I'm gonna sit on the floor outside Safria's room and I'm just gonna like wait for her to get up so we can talk <laughs> Bella Luna, like, as you peek in and, like, say hi, she's like, hi, good morning. And then you immediately run back up and she's like, oh, okay. Uh, I'll try that again later. <laughs> I think uh, Victor just looks and judges. It's like, oh, bye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think, uh, Safari, you wake in pretty shortly thereafter. If there's anything you would like to do before you come down. I think I'd probably just like go through some of my stuff, um, go through my spell books, stock my spells. And I think I um, wake up Salil, put him on my shoulder. I, I think it's just kind of like the ritual. It's like going through my stuff, like looking at my, like kind of getting used to where I am. And then I do go downstairs. You encounter July along the way. I Just sitting on front, like in front of my door. I like hit her with um, my door as I open it. I'm like, oh, geez, fuck. Hi, sorry. I was, I was waiting for you to get up. I'm up. 
Hi. Um, so I was talking to you, Arlena, in the hallway, and I know that you weren't like externally worried about this, but just in case you were, I thought I would tell you that apparently she and Victor are like fine now. And she didn't want to like she wanted to like protect Victor's privacy. Um, so I think if we want to know like what happened, what happened, like we'll have to ask him. But Something but happened? but they were, I guess that's kind of how she said it. Like like if we want to know what they talked about, like what the problem was, I think we have to ask him. But apparently they're not mad at each other anymore, which is what I was really concerned about. Um, and Arlena was like, you should tell Safria. So telling Safria. Task accomplished. Great job. <laughs> you. I reach out my hand for a handshake. I shake it. Very. Thanks for letting me know. How long did you sit outside my door? I don't know. Not very long. Might have been like 20, 15 minutes or so. That's yeah. so long. It's outside of a door. I mean, I was just thinking my thoughts. <laughs> Want to elaborate on that? I mean, I don't know. What kind of things do you think about? Oh, God. Um, you probably think about more than I do, honestly. No, not really. Um, I mean, you like you like read a lot and stuff, though. So I do read have, a like, lot. You have more things to think about. Yeah, I do. But you seem, if your brain is like your mouth, it seems to never stop moving. So. Can I roll an insight check to see if she meant that to be mean? <laughs> Holy shit, though. That was, sure. Yeah, go ahead. That is, that's a natural 19 plus 6, 25. Gentlemen. I was not being mean. That is purely just a fact. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah, then I'm going to say, yeah, I think you're right. I think that is how it works. Cool. I'll, do you want to walk downstairs together or do you want to walk separately? I, we, we can walk together if okay. that is something you were okay with. Yes, very okay. okay with that. Secretly, that is what I wanted, but I didn't know if if that would embarrass you. Why would it? Okay. We're just... I don't know. I know that you were a member of high society, and I'm not. So I don't know what, I don't know what the protocol is for walking downstairs. See, but the tense on that, the were, that is where I'm no longer worried about that kind of thing. But you still dress really nice. I do. That's because I not, like doing... Are you not I like doing anymore? it. No, horribly poor. Great, me too. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, love that. Oh, <laughs> Bella Luna offers the rest of you a meal, and then Mateus is the next to come down. A satchel at his hip, he gives a general wave to you all, and is like, "Good morning." Uh, and then he goes. Uh, he asks his mother if she needs anything besides the usual from the market, but then Bella Luna says. Why don't you hold off on the market until later? I need someone to keep an eye on Alana while we sort through the, those files. I, I don't want her to hear something she shouldn't. And Mateus seems very happy about that. He's like, better than the boring market first thing in the morning, sure thing. I'll keep mm. her entertained in, in her room or, or mine. Uh, do we maybe have like some parchment and, and watercolors? And Bella Luna. Watercolors? Uh, Mateus looks over at you and he's like, yeah, paints things like that yeah no we have we had those in tipper sorry oh, it's just really? been a while since i got excited sorry sorry no no don't apologize for being excited i could give you some later if, if that's like a an activity you'd like to do in the midst of all 
and he gestures kind of widely like at that. <laughs> Could I? I'm gonna. I'm assuming that I'm sitting next to Safria. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. I think you guys are kind of like in a row with maybe like uh, Safria at your left and maybe uh, Victor at your right. Yes, yeah, I, I want to be in the middle. Yeah, <laughs> just July adorably sitting in the middle of Victor and Safria, and Safria's uh, fucking mad at Victor because she doesn't know he shapeshifted that one time where a kid was in danger. I just like, I like, just like cock, I like, like kind of lean back in the chair, like that, like. So Safra, so Safra like leans back in the chair to like try to catch Victor's eye, like, like hey, like he looks <laughs> at her, he says, "Good morning," and goes back to reading. I'm gonna <laughs> completely unfazed. I'm gonna lean over to Victor and I'm gonna go, Victor. Yes. Would it be bad if I played with the watercolors while we're going over the stuff that we found? It, it would. I be- just. I, I just don't think I would be that much help. Oh, yeah, you can read, right? Um, no. But sure, just have your fun with the watercolors. Just pay attention to what we're talking about. If Will you okay, ever learn how to read, do you think? Do you say that really loud? Yeah, I say it to you. Bella Luna kind of pipes up at this point, and she's like, I'm sorry, hold on. Not judging <laughs> or anything. But she looks at you, July, she's like, you can't read? I'm judging a little. <laughs> Safria, my wife. Um, <laughs> yeah, July. July goes. No, I don't know how to read. Am I supposed to? Uh, Luna kind of tips her head and, and she's like, "Uh, not, not exactly. Like, you don't have to know how to read. There's a lot of people in Orland who don't know how to read because of like poverty reasons. I didn't realize it was something that wasn't taught in Tipper, but that kind of makes sense. I mean, there's not school, really. What do you even do in Tipport? We fish. That's it? I mean, yeah, it's really hard. Jesus. Fuck. Don't you eat fish? Be thankful. I do eat fish, I guess. I never thought about where it came from. It just kind of appeared in front of me. (laughs) Where it was. (laughs) We love the privilege here. (laughs) You can't spend all your time researching and... A governess to read. I had a library to read from and I was brought fish. I don't know what you want from me. (laughs) I want you to realize that there's a whole ass world outside your library. (laughs) You can read all day because other people work for you to be able to read all day. Yes, and I thank them for working by paying them with the money I don't have anymore okay (laughs) bella luna is like okay okay things are happening right now Uh, cuts the conversation short Um, (laughs) the kids are fighting she's like okay okay uh so you won't be able to read the documents that we have that's fine um Um, but but actually yes uh well okay so i like i like gesture her closer she leans in so when I say that I can't read, it's kind of like most of the time I can't, but but sometimes I can. So it's like easier for me to read common, um, but sometimes I can read other languages um, or other things. So like yesterday we were like, there are like some weird runes on the paper and um, and I was able to read those. Um, but then other times it's like this. And then I like grab a menu like off the counter and I look at it and then I immediately <laughs> throw up in my mouth. <laughs> 
Oh my god. You don't even want to make a check for that? No. Okay. Because <laughs> she's not really trying to read. She's trying to show what happens. Okay. Um, I have a DM question. Yeah, go for it. What's up? If I was to cast Enhance Ability on July, could the ability be reading? <laughs> like lowering the DC of the wisdom save I have to make? What's the DC usually for common? It's 15? It's 15, yeah. Okay. I just love um, using a spell wrong, you know. <laughs> classic Trinity move. Classic oh, Trinity. This, this is some fuckery, but for the context of this episode, this is going to be on a moment-to-moment basis, so it's, I'm not going to be like, oh, you can always allow this because this feels a little a little much, uh, but I will say on this occasion, the DC for common would be brought down to 10, and the DC for everything else would be brought down to 15, like margin. Yo! It also just says that enhanceability um, makes gives them advantage if that's like easier. Well, the thing is, we haven't like we kind of made it its own check. Like, I don't think you. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. I didn't know that was like an actual thing. It's yeah. not. I made her make it up. But <laughs> yeah, I know I made it. This was because Emmett was like, I don't want to know how to read, and I was like, okay, I can I can make that happen because it's funnier <laughs> that way. Yes, I know. I know. It, this is hilarious. But um, yeah, yeah I would say. I will say for this chat for this instance, common will be brought down to ten, uh, and anything else will be brought down to fifteen. I'm gonna look at Mateus and be like, "Bring me those watercolors, please." After we look at these papers, <laughs> I'm gonna be reading. Why well, is like hype? Because uh, I I kind of just like present this as like I I open like my tome that's just like kind of always with me, and I'm like, well, like. I can enhance, this is normally for like strength or something, but I guess I could just make you read better, maybe. Whoa. Because <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think for July, like genuinely, she's like, oh, this is something that like really, like really smart and fancy people do. Because like Alyssa and I've talked about this and probably the only, one of the only people in Tipper who knows how to read is like the mayor. And I think also probably her granddad like expressed regret over not being able to teach her how to read. Like, mm-hmm. I think he was always like, like, this is a skill that like, I wish I could give you and I just can't. And so I think in her head, she's like, oh, uh, I'm a VIP human right now. Like it later we'll, we'll work on, I can, I can teach you if you want. Do I need to know? No, but you should. What do you mean I should? Okay, never mind. You're we're just gonna do this for now. And it's going to have to be fine. Okay, thank you. Yes, this will help. I can I can help you guys if there's anything in like, I don't know, like like the dragon language or like like snake language or Oh, I can or, read infernal. That's okay. Like we can I can read like demon language. That's not dragon language, though. So. You know what? You're right. It's dragon language. She she doesn't know what it's called. No, I know. I was just um, for the sake of dragon. But you know what a dragon is. Yeah. Doesn't Where did you learn that? What someone told me and I looked at Okay, this is very confusing for me. (laughs) Bella Luna kinda she 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 settles you you both. (laughs) Kids kids. If you would at some point like to learn how to read while you are within the confines of the wise dandelion. Arlena is an excellent teacher. And Mateus pipes up and he's like, yeah, she taught me. 
Did you well? <laughs> Don't talk to Mateus like that. I mean, he hasn't really done anything the whole time we've, we've been here. So I don't really trust him. Sorry. Sapria, Sapria, that's not true. Mateus, um, uh, he, he's a little taken aback. He's like, no, it's it's okay. She can talk to me however she likes. No, it's oh, not okay. Honey, you... I, I, I have a customer service job. I've been dealt worse. Sapria, that is not kind. And it's not true either. Why would you lie and be mean? <laughs> yeah, I get be mean, but what's up with lying? Sapria <laughs> was so taken aback by this. She thought everyone was going to be on her side for this one. And she's like, I'm going to use the restroom and I will be back. And she just leaves and then comes back like five minutes later. And she's like visibly like red. And she's like. <laughs> <laughs> Mateus, uh, Sapria, if you want, if you're interested, if you think Sapria would be interested, you can make an insight check on him. I would like to make an insight check to see if that awakened something in him or if he's just like his feelings sure. are hurt. Sure. I didn't <laughs> 19. Okay. Insight? Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Hold on. Oh my uh, god. Let me pull my character. Don't mess with Mateo. Okay. He's a he's our baby. Uh so I will deal with uh July's query first, which is that not really. This didn't really awaken anything in him. He's not, like, his preference is not for mean people, I guess. Um, he 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 is fond of, you know, communication and love, and this is something that has not been happening because he has no idea why Safria seems to dislike him so. Um, Safria, you get um, severely hurt feelings from Mateus because, uh, and also a healthy dose of confusion because he does not, he has no understanding uh, of what he has done. He's very much a guy that seems open to communication because you, you've kind of seen how the way he talks to July and the way he talks to Victor. He's very much grown up on like, hey, if we have problems, we talk about them. And, and I've grown up on if we have problems, we will be mad in private. <laughs> uh, and he wants to talk to you. Like you can see this urge to be like, to ask like, what did I do and how can I fix it? But he doesn't want to invoke any more anger in the process of doing so. So he sees your face bright red and he decides to leave this alone for now. I do will talk. I will talk to him later. I've made the decision that I will talk to him later. So, so you just see, you see that kind of written all over his face. He's very much an open book and he takes the, the watercolors and parchment from Bella Luna. And he says, I'm going to go, take care of Alana if if we decide to to if you need me for anything let me know and as Mateus is going uh Arlena takes three sheets of parchment off the top puts it on the bar and says go ahead we'll we'll deal with this tell Alana I said hello and they go upstairs to kind of like you know Mateus is playing distraction right now Arlena mm-hmm. guess what <laughs> I can read now oh that's very yes. exciting wait yes. you couldn't read before no, I thought everyone knew. Uh, this that wasn't knowledge to me. I I might have just missed it. That which could be totally on me. I'm very happy for you. Uh, is this a permanent or impermanent thing? Um, it's a little spell that um Safria cast on me. Um, because she was being very nice to me, and I kind of actually I'm not gonna yeah she was being very nice. So she is casting this spell on me so that I can participate because I was saying that I I didn't think I'd be very helpful since I can't read and I felt bad about it. And so she's helping, which is very nice. 
and Arlena um, was like, that's very, that's very sweet of Safria to do that. You could tell she kind of missed the conversation that you had with Mateus, because again, Arlena is very much a mom. And if anyone talks to her son that way, get fucked. Um, is <laughs> I... essentially the sentiment. So she can was I... like in the back or whatever. What's up? Can I real quick roll insight or something to realize the sheer homoromantic tension between Safria and Chulai right There's now? There's none yet. There's none yet. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> and then you're just being you. No, it's uh, just... I'm kind of confused on what you're asking. You're rolling insight on on like Safria, um, like on July, the way she said, like uh, the way she stuttered when she talked about July having. Uh, a moment. I, I want to make an insight check to see how gay that was for her. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> for sure, go for it. Uh, before, before you tell me what you rolled, uh, Emmett, what's the DC on these? Oh, very low. Like, probably like a 10. I got 18. Great. What is yeah, it? I, it was not gay at all. That was July deciding whether or not she was going to say something about Safria being mean to Mateus. Oh, okay. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah. So, but I definitely think like when she says like Safri was being very nice and she cast a spell on me, I think it's very much just like, wow, this like, again, like very smart person. Like, I think it's like July holds a lot of respect for Safria and Victor, even though like, even though she doesn't know, like, you know, exactly like what the deal is with Victor. She's like, you are both very powerful. Like you're both really smart. And the fact that like one of you guys would do something to help me and like, and like Victor asking her like the night before, like how she was feeling and him being like, I wouldn't ask if I didn't care. Like that means a lot to her. So it's it's okay. more, I don't think there's really any homoeroticism in it. I think it's just like, like really genuinely appreciative that these people yeah. that she views as okay. being like kind of above her, like being nice. So it's not romantic. It's just admiration. Okay, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thanks. <laughs> uh, great. So as Arlena kind of takes these three sheets of parchment and sets them out on the table after you guys have finished breakfast or whatnot, or maybe you're sipping on your morning tea, Arlena also pulls out a paperweight with a single poppy flower at the center of this sort of glass paperweight. Victor, you recognize this from the box of magical items that uh, Arlena had, has like under her bed. This is one of those things. Okay. Uh, so she's like, so... Do we want to do the fun thing first or the significantly less fun thing? And she pulls out the three magical items in the box of files. Less fun. Less fun. No, less what are fun. <laughs> what? Okay. Which one is supposed to be less fun? The files? Oh. Paper I want magic items because what if something in the items can help us with the process? Very true. Okay. So if we are all in agreement there. Uh, so she sets the paperweight on the first sheet of paper and then the ruby ring with a whisper of a word that I think only Safria recognizes. Uh, do any, does anyone else speak Sylvan? No. Okay. You hear a Sylvan word that doesn't quite translate into common, but it means something like explicate or elucidate as she sets the, the ruby ring down on the paper with the parchment. The entire ring is shrouded in a soft blue halo, and in a neat sapphire script, uh, it starts to crawl across the page in common. And for those of you that can read, you see it say, requires attunement to the wearer, but the wearer will never have to worry about death. 
This ring stabilizes those on the brink of death and provides twice the usual healing one might recover after a period of rest. So I will go on to explain this mechanically in case it wasn't clear. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, it, it's meant to kind of be... Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> no worries. I just wanted to be fancy. Uh, nice. So mechanically, if it wasn't clear, you stabilize whenever you are dying at the start of your turn. In addition, whenever you roll hit dice to regain hit points, you double the number of hit points restored. And this is a reskinned uh, perioptive wound closure. Question. Yes. Is this just like when you're taking like a short rest and you roll a hit dice? Or is this like if someone casts like cure wounds on you, you get double that? Uh, this is just if it's a short rest and you are rolling hit dice. Uh, so that is what the ring uh, says. And Arlena reads it aloud as it's going across the page for the sake of July. Arlena rests the next- I actually crit to read it. So I understand it. Really oh, did you well. crit to read it? Okay. Then yeah. I did. I feel like I explain it to Safria if I get to crit. Because I'm like, I'm like, you like, it's in like the fancy script. I'm like, like just staring at it. And you're like, oh, it's a short rest. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm able to like explain it. That was very exciting for me. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So Arlena rests the next item. Uh, the little wooden adventurer man on the string on the second sheet of paper. And the paperweight is transferred over. And she repeats the command word. And the same effect occurs, except the blue halo surrounds only the little wooden man. And not the string attached to it. The paper starts to read... Requires attunement to the wearer, but the wearer has a once-in-a-lifetime chance to be revived. If a blow will reduce the wearer to death, the wearer is instead brought to the brink of life, and the little man disappears with a frown. Uh, so oh, the frown! Yeah. <laughs> Mechanically, if damage reduces you to zero hit points while you are attuned to this item, you instead drop to one hit point, and the item disappears, unable to be used again. And I call this the understudy. That's cute. It's like the Minecraft item. <laughs> Or die. <laughs> um, like, okay, wait, sorry, another question. Yep. So is this like getting knocked out or is this like like full dying? If you're reduced to zero. Okay, so just getting knocked out. Thank yes. you. Uh this is very much like the a uh, one use of the the half orc ability, I think is what it is. Mm. Yeah, it's second it's second wind endurance or something like that, I think. Uh, yeah, something like that. But it, like the thing that is like a half orc skill is, is you get to use it once. So the final item, the ornate cane, is placed on the last sheet of paper. Like part of it is with the paperweight. The command word is used, and the entire cane glows. And the paper reads: requires attunement by an owner who has already made a pact, but the user gains immense power while holding this item. The owner's magical attacks are increased, and the spells are harder to resist. In addition, the owner can act to regain the use of one spell slot once during after a long night's rest. So me mechanically, a warlock may gain a plus one to spell attacks and to saving throw DCs. Uh, in addition, you can regain one warlock spell as an action while holding the rod. You cannot use this property again until you have had a long rest. And this is an uncommon rod of the pack keeper. Hell, sick as fuck! That's sick as fuck. Indeed. So two, two health items that can kind of non-specifically go to Safria or July. Yeah. And Julian, you kind of know now, or yeah. Victor kind of knows now that the, the rod is his. That's so fancy. I love, Safria, I which love one do you want? Hmm. Do you mind if I take the ring? Red's kind of my color. Okay, yeah. I put the ring on um, which finger? I put the ring on my pinky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the poppet since I already have a necklace on. I think I'm going to just like 
Tie it around your ankle. Yes, that sounds good. Yeah, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna just like kind of put it like up around my ankle, and I'm gonna wrap it, and I'm gonna tuck him into my boot so that his little head and arms are sticking out. Oh my god, that's so fucking that's cute. So cute. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, the the glow is supposed to just show what part of the item is a magical item, which is to say that if you take off the string. That part is not magical and it does not affect the rest of the item. So you could like oh. have the thing in your pocket, or you could just, or you could just um, attach it to like a belt loop or something. It it can be it's it's sort of flexible in that. Way. Oh, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna use the cord to like kind of tie it on my belt. So it's like he's a little guy and he can see. That's yes. very cute. Very cute. Very much like a little teaching. Yes, exactly. Excellent. <laughs> Arlena looks at the lot of you and, and she's like, I'm glad we have that all settled. I mean, I certainly didn't need any of it. And then she pulls out the extensive files and she like lays them out across the bar. And you see the first two files of the bunch are almost completely illegible. Most of the words burned away. Uh, the same can be said of the files for subjects 19 through 24. Uh, the rest have some burned edges, but are not unable to be read. This is caused obviously by Zariah's fun little fireball explosion that they did um so arlena kind of looks at you saffron and she's like you might want to do the thing okay so i open my book i turn to her and i said can i touch you is that all right yes i turn and i i put my hand on her shoulder and almost like when a curling iron is like heating up you feel that like heat on your shoulder and then Mm -hmm. um the i cast enhance ability (gasps) i look at the i look at the menu i I throw up. Oh God! <laughs> I rolled a two. Oh my God! Arlena, like stares, and she's like, "I thought you did the thing. I did it. I don't know what happened. No, it's it's probably my fault. I'm sorry. Sometimes it. Oh, no, sometimes it. Apologize. I'm just very concerned for you and your gastrointestinal tract. No, just that, that's that happens when it doesn't work. That was a second level spell. God damn it. No, um, it'll, 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 it'll work. It'll, it'll work. Yeah. No, it's, I believe it lasts, how long? Is it like an hour or something? Let me look. Oh yeah. yeah up to an hour. It's concentration. So if I get hit, I'm kidding. Uh, but it's concentration. I stab you. <laughs> That's a break. What the fuck? <laughs> oh my God. Okay. PPP, go. PPP. <laughs> Did not expect that to happen right now, but you know. Okay. So I have to pat her back after she shows up. I'm like, you're okay. Like. Yeah, oh. no, it's fine. I, I, this is gross, but she swallows it. She's no, ew. No. You, oh you see Elena gag? She's like, oh, uh, okay. I put my hands over my face, just like. Sometimes there's not a trash can, no, but so there are multiple just, here. I can just clean it up. Also, like if it goes on the floor, it's just, it's just, I, it's a matter yeah, I didn't of mop. Make, I didn't, I didn't want to make a mess. Oh my god, go get some water, jeez. Yeah, he, uh, she like gets you a glass of water and sits down the bar. She's like, hey, it's, it's, it's okay. It's. Truly, it's okay. I thought it would work. It's okay. No one is mad at you. No one is mad at you. Can I just get up and get a trash can and bring it closer to July? (laughs) Yes! (laughs) You're comfortable actually throwing it? Thank you. Thank you. I'm kind of just like patting her back like a friend that like doesn't really know what to do after a friend is thrown off. Like, yeah, you're okay. (laughs) Yeah. July's like, thank you. I might need this again. Victor just silently brings the thing, sets it on July's like side so she can see it. And I'm not a Victor, like no far away. Like, uh, so I will say, uh, there's no need for like an investigation check here because it's like you have all the time in the world to like look through these things. It is simply a matter of you know reading them. So I will kind of tell you guys what these things say, generally what you see and notice, uh, and then if you have any questions, 
pipe up and I will, you know, explain. Can you can you specify like the names I recognize? Just I like, will I will hand you. Yeah, I will absolutely let you know, because you already know, you kind of flipped through them before and you're like, oh, I recognize half of these names. I will let you know if any of them are particularly significant to you or to anything. But a lot of them, it it will just be like, oh, I recognize this person. Not much comes of it. Okay. So the first two files in the bunch are completely illegible. uh, And the same can be said of the files for subjects 19 through 24, just to rehash that. Looking at the first section of files, which I am titling 3 through 18, you notice something particularly odd. The numbers they used for Madalena was number O-35, but these files don't start with O, they start with the letter K, as in number K-03, K-04, so on and so forth. Okay, Um, holy shit. (laughs) Yeah, and this section of files is much thinner than the rest of the following files. 3-18 only have like the name of the patient, their number, some dates regarding when they got to the facility, their race, assigned sex at birth, approximate age, and the school of magic they were focused in, as well as the way they died. Which oh. is, This is described vaguely as expiration due to extended experimentation, which make of that what you will. Jesus. Uh, And they didn't seem to last very long during this period. There's some notes in the margins uh, as some sort of like hypothesis for why they expired so quickly. An elderly half-orc wizard has the note too old. A middle-aged dwarf ranger has the notes too little arcana and protected by Amaryllis, which you know Amaryllis to be the goddess of nature. All of these seem to be trying to give reasons as to why they died so quickly, except for the obvious one, which is simply unspeakable cruelty. Uh, Victor, as we mentioned last time, some of these names are very familiar to you. You've worn the faces that connect to many of these names, and you've seen some of them here in the early stages of these experiments. However, you do recognize one name here most specifically, a younger patient as number K-11. An Earl had requested your assistance several years ago in finding his daughter, only 15 at the time of her disappearance. Lady Saskia, as her name is written in the file, was apparently a cleric of some kind. The notes mentioned something about the god of lovers, Dariel, as her patron. She was reported to have a gift for persuading people, charming them. Though, of course, on a non-magical level, she was beloved by all, which is why when you were contracted, you found it strange that anyone would try to steal away such a beloved public figure. And I will say also for the sake of the audience that you did actually attempt to find her. This is not like your other noble cases even victor has morals no matter how gray they might seem externally yeah there's a reason i'm lawful evil (laughs) lawful evil yeah and i think this was maybe like your first unsolved case because again this is pretty early in the experimentation files but it's definitely not the last by a long shot though i suppose you can kind of call it solved now you know where she went and you know how she died yeah he's like probably visibly upset at that uh, I think Arlena notices that and, and she looks up at you uh, and she sends you a messaging cantrip. She's like, you okay? Can I respond back with message? No, right? Just yes, you can. Back? You get one response back. Okay. Uh, he responds with, not really. Need to talk about it? And she does it again. Later, if we can. Arlena says, got it. If you need to step away, no one's going to judge you. These are awful, awful files. Yeah, just... I should have found her. It would have probably stopped this a lot sooner. Uh, She looks down 
at the the file you're looking at specifically and she she says there's nothing any of us could have done i mean someone should have noticed sooner but none of us did it's okay it's not your job to save everyone it is maybe the government's job to do better i think he's just like out of context to everyone else that is inside mine and arlena's head victor just like lets out a little laugh just he thinks the idea of the council protecting people is actually funny mm-hmm. yeah think i think Zafri is so focused she doesn't notice i think she's in like the like her library and headspace where she's like i'm focused i'm reading something i like can't hear anyone right now can i roll a little check yeah sure 25 i oh, unfortunately yeah. i do think you catch the the little laugh that that victor does but you and you see arlena looking at victor but you don't know why okay yeah i'm just gonna not gonna say anything so, I just randomly left looking at the files of someone who was brutally murdered at age fifteen. Laughing is like a like a response though, like a like an uncomfortable yeah. response. So I don't even think oh, it would absolutely. be that weird. It's like you laugh or you cry, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think July is used to like kind of like being told either like directly or indirectly that she's like processing emotions wrong externally. And so I think in her head it's like People thought it was weird that she didn't cry at her granddad's funeral. Like, it's just like, okay, like, people aren't gonna react to things the same way. Like, I don't think she's, I don't think she's like, Victor is a piece of shit for laughing at this dead teenager. (laughs) Right, for sure. So, so that is uh, the summation of files uh, three through like 18. You skip over 19 through 24. They're essentially charcoal at the moment. And you get to the 25th person a young half-elven sorcerer by the name of Eleanor Bexley. And you see that while her number still starts with a K, her file is significantly longer than everyone else's. It appears that this is around the time they started figuring out how to experiment without killing people, because judging by her file, she'd been there for months before she died. The longer paragraphical entry of notes is dated only a few weeks after she arrived, and it reads as follows. Uh, Number K-25 has been surprisingly compliant today. Perhaps we have exhausted her. Perhaps she thinks that she will still be allowed to go home when all of this is done, so long as she plays the part of a good lab rat. It's hard to tell, but it's not of my concern. I am not the one who convinced her of such a lie, and I am not here to console the test subjects when they finally understand the truth. Motherfucker. Very true. I believe we've made a breakthrough in the nature of Arcana in relation to the body and mind. Through the use of ancient incantations uncovered in New Haven by... And you see this is like inked out, whoever said it or the name it is. So through the use of ancient incantations uncovered in New Haven by Redacted, many of which are incomprehensible to me entirely, we were able to remove the cursed humors through the bloodstream via a syringe in the neck. And you see a set of unintelligible words scrawled across the page. July, this is kind of all yours. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's my time. Yes, it's your time to shine. Uh, if you'd like to take a stab at reading them, I'll remind you that the DC is now 15 because of Safria's skill. And Safria, I'll also let you make an arcana check if you'd like. Uh, you won't understand the words, but you might understand the intent behind them. Uh, arcana. Uh, Victor, I will let you make a check if you can give me a reason why you might know anything about these. Um, I got a 22. I have telepathy so if i could connect to july's brain you have telepathy i have telepathy what the fuck okay oh no i can't 
But I think I think I already bothered Alyssa with this. No, you have, and if you decide to do this, I'll tell you what happens. Okay. Uh, Go, go, go. Since since July can read apparently every single language. Like, what's the language of that? Like, can I tell that you're in there? Do I make a save? Yeah, tell me the language of that, uh, actually. We don't need to share a language, but they must be able to understand at least one. There is no save. Yeah, there's no save. It's... Yeah, it's called Awakened Mind. Starting at first level, your alien knowledge gives you the ability to touch the minds of other creatures. You can communicate telepathically with any creature you can see within 30 feet of you. Oh, I think it's communication. I think this is like a, a messaging cantrip. I don't think this is you can read her mind. Oh, yes. I, I just wanted to see if I could roll for it because I trust you're going to say it. I just yeah. like, mm. wanted to see if I Sorry. could use it to help. The the language of the spell very much, to yeah. me, if you want to argue something different, to me very much says it's communication, not mind reading. No, no, it super makes sense. It's like, it's literally just communication. Yes. Okay. Um, It's not a big deal. I just wanted to give you the opportunity. Yeah. To, like, if you think you can roll for this and have a reason to within the story. No, I don't. I don't think so. I I just really wanted to know if with Cabris's power, I would be able to like enter July's mind, but that's also going to be a question for later. Then. Okay. So, Safra, you said you got a twenty-two, correct? Yep. Okay. I'm going to resolve what July can read after I tell Safria what this is. I'm going to use a real-world example to sort of describe what this, what the concept behind this is, and maybe also in the process flex the five years of Latin and Roman history I have under my belt. Oh my god! <laughs> I have All to use right. it somewhere. I have to use it somewhere, right. and if it's not D&D. <clears throat> so in ancient Rome, and also in ancient Greece, there were these things called curse tablets. They mm-hmm. were spells written out on lead or wax or stone, laying out the ways a person had been robbed. You'd create a curse tablet for a very serious offense, like someone hurt your family member, or your partner cheated on you, or someone committed a crime against you, or even if someone took you to court. Uh, you would invoke very powerful names, such as gods or fate or the universe itself, to enact your revenge. Mm-hmm. But much of ancient magic lies in intentions. So what I think is a horrible offense, someone else might think differently. My point is that you have to believe that the person has done something so horrible that they deserve the wrath of the gods or fate or the universe, which means that whatever Zariah said uh, in this verbal version of a curse tablet, they truly believe that Eleanor Bexley and all casters like her are committing some sort of moral crime simply by existing. And that is one of the factors in having this ritual work. Even though they didn't understand the incantation word for word, they knew what they were doing and they knew the act that they committed. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. The reason they could do this magic is because they believed so hard that they could. Yes, absolutely. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that Eleanor was like, I'm a bad person. Uh, Zariah believed that she was. Mm. Incredible. Uh, so, uh, July, what you read. Actually, before I just, I, I just wanted to say that I that I like just made the fifteen. You so, just made the fifteen. Okay. Nothing, nothing fancy. Just nothing barely. fancy. <laughs> Got it. I will say before the words kind of change into something you can understand. You intrinsically, by being a child of Eliora, so to speak, um, you do understand one word without having to really read it, and that is Eliora's name. Eliora's name is in this curse tablet, and it reads. 
when it's translated, I ask that the gods may strike down the wicked mage in the name of justice. And justice, like in your head, you like, you're like, oh, this isn't normal justice. This is like capital J justice. Um, and this is referring to Eliora specifically. Uh, so I ask that the gods may strike down the wicked mage in the name of justice, drive them to powerlessness. May they be forbidden from health or sleep until justice has redeemed their flawed immortal soul. As you read this, please make a wisdom saving throw. Oh. Hey, bestie. What the fuck? Oh my god, they're so thirsty. I um, hate these people. 21. Okay, uh, so I will explain to you what happens. Uh, you feel... The pendant on your chest glow a bright golden color. And you see, as you if you look down at it, you actually see that it glows so hot that it's like white. And you kind of have to like pull the chain off of yourself a little bit because it's kind of like when you pull something out of the microwave and it's like too hot and you're kind of balancing it and you're like, you have to get it down. It's not like actively hurting you, but it's like, it's very uncomfortable. So you kind of hold this out and you feel a righteous fury that is not your own kind of rise up uh, like through your stomach into your chest and in your mind you hear how dare they invoke my name in something so heinous and the voice ends you think Eliora had like a, some sort of like surge because they were so angry like power kind of rose up through them and they almost spoke through you <laughs> they were so like it wasn't an intentional thing and they weren't trying to hurt you in any way they were just they they were so pissed yeah, I think I kind of, I probably make a noise like, Bleh! what? Elena <laughs> immediately recognized that something is happening and, and she's like, what do you need? What, what, um, who is it? Okay, it's done. Sorry. Um, Ellie, Eliora got, uh, Eliora got mad. I bring over um, the trash can, set it. No, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to puke. I just. The, the feeling fades after like maybe 30 seconds and the, and the pendant stops being so hot against your chest and you can finally put it down. I'm going to ask, because I don't remember this. Have you mentioned Eliora's name in front of the Thestinas ever? No, I don't think so. Okay. So Arlena kind of quirks an eyebrow at that, and she's like, Eliora? That is a name I haven't heard in a very, very long time. How do you know them? You know them? How do you know them? Not know them, know them. I, I'm not, I'm certainly not a patron of theirs. Not that there's anything wrong with them by any means. I, I just, I don't really ascribe to the gods in general. But the religion that follows them has been sort of dead to Laskia for a very long time. At least a hundred years. Maybe two hundred. Not anymore. <laughs> so you are, you are the cleric of, of Elior? Is that what I'm hearing? Um, I guess they said like you're mine, and they called me like a funny nickname, and they gave me this necklace, and so now we can like talk sometimes. You, it, incredible, incredible. Uh, July, and if anyone ever, ever doubts your how extraordinary this is, and how extraordinary you are, they're so wrong. They're so wrong. You brought a god X, god X, out of hiding. That's. Well, I don't know if I did that. I think it was kind of the other way around. Like, they picked me, you know? Right, but your existence was so perfectly aligned that they've deemed you worthy. And I don't think you understand what this is doing to my main character complex. <laughs> You're enabling me. Um, Arlena <laughs> continues, and, and she's just she's staring at you, and she says, What a gift. What an honor. And also what a disservice 
to you because that's so much burden. But I, I, I'm, I'm hoping they chose correctly. I'm trusting in them. Yeah, I don't, I don't like this sensation. I just felt, um, I don't like it when people are mad. And I've never, I've never seen them mad before, and I, um, and I don't, I don't feel good. Um, but, but they were mad because, um, and I, and I kind of basically like explain what you said, but like in July language, I'm like, so this is a tablet where people, like, if they get really, really mad, they can be like, I want God to hurt you. And if they like believe that it's really strong, then it is really strong. And so, so these people really believe that casters are bad and then they deserve to die or suffer or something. That's the only reason why this works. If they hadn't believed that what they were doing to these people was the right thing to do and what they deserve, this wouldn't have worked. But they did believe it and that's how they hurt them. But but they use Eliora to do it. Eliora got mad and I I didn't like that at all. So Arlena nods and she says, I can understand how that would be very upsetting. I, I wouldn't want someone else's anger coming through me either. Do you need like physical reassurance or you do you just want to sit for a second? No, I'm good. We can keep going. Okay. So Arlena kind of puts together before you, you guys continue and she's like, well, if Elior was upset with it, then it doesn't mean that these words have Eliora's backing. And if, if that does anything, it at least gives me hope that these people are not backed by the gods themselves. I don't think it has any backing at all. I think I know it's only because they're so sure of themselves. It's only because they're so narcissistic to believe this that it has any power at all. And aren't they just doing what we're all doing, some form of casting where they believe in something so hard that something fucking happens? She laughs and she says, yes, isn't isn't it funny how, how all of magic is intense and yet they are so against that, and yet they still use it. <sighs> Hypocrisy at its finest, my dear. You will you will find it much throughout Laskia. But the good thing about that is that, you know, they believe so hard that we're evil, that they hurt people like us. But if we believe that, you know, we can defeat them, it works both ways. You know, there's still hope. Very smart. Very smart. We won't be able to do it alone. We'll need help. But I think that... Not gonna be in short stock anytime soon. There's a lot of casters out there, probably hiding, like we are. There are indeed. They pass through my tavern quite often, and you know <laughs> we, we do what we can. Yeah. So yeah, this is this is what that that little incantation is. Um, and I will just reiterate: no damage has been done just by speaking it. So uh, Zariah's entry continues. Uh, the blue fluid provides its own phosphorescent glow, which does lead me to wonder if physiological structure of a caster varies from that of a natural citizen. Does it vary based on the source of the magic, or is it the very existence of arcana that warps their bodies? I digress. We allowed the girl to properly rest so that she may recover any remaining spells that she might have left. We have to know if this is the way to successfully remove all arcana, or if it can only be done in spurts. When she awoke and we removed the binding cuffs, she was able to procure a pink orb of light. I asked her to cast several times over, and it was apparent that she had arcana still in her blood. She said something about a surge of power that usually comes after the casting that was no longer present, but the meaning behind her words was lost to me. Could this perhaps mean that we have weakened her even slightly? Hmm. 
as for the extracted arcana, and this is another section that has been scraped out like in black ink. So as for the extended arcana, Redacted asked for me to send the vial to the council. I requested against it, feeling that the substance was too volatile to travel. I was told they reluctantly agreed, but requested that the substance be tested. Why we are testing something we are trying to eliminate is beyond me, but I shall do as the council commands. Signed, Dr. Zariah. And that um, is the end of her file. Okay, so even if it's scratched out in black ink, can I do anything to try to, like, put it up to a light, something to see through that, like, scratch? Or maybe you could at least know, like, how long the name is. Like, I don't know, like, a shorter name or something, you know, like, you can I, see. Could, can I just, like, do anything to, like, maybe see through that scratch? Because you can kind of see stuff underneath it. Um... I'm going to say, unfortunately, no, because it looks okay. like these are all like one-sided pages. So what he, oh, okay. did, like he blacked out the word and then blacked it out on the same side on the back. Mm, okay. Because, uh, they were very thorough in sort of covering their tracks. Hmm. We hate diligent villains. That's annoying. Uh, and it's the same in both places, like the first redacted and the second redacted. Both. That's annoying. Okay. But you, <laughs> I will say um, the, the second where they were like i have requested blah 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 uh it looks like two names so it's like a medium-sized first name or title and a medium-sized last name mm. the same can be said for the first one as well okay so it's someone with a title uh or it's just a first and last name it's it's a little yeah yeah but it's not but it's not like title first name last name it's mm. right so it's like it's it's two words in both spots so from the 26th person on, the numbers start with the letter O again. So this is maybe about the time they started working back in Orland. Also, I will say this because this wasn't something I mentioned. The K at the start of the last one, I think both Safria and Victor would know this. I think just because July is kind of sheltered from Tipper. I don't know if they know like the, she knows like the scape of, of Laskia, but you would know that that's probably Kisa, which is a mining town their main export is like ore and, and precious metals. It might be something there because that's the only thing in Laskia that starts with a K besides like Kisale. But I, I'm sure they wouldn't be doing it at a lake. So that's the, like the only reasonable sort of explanation. Lake, lab, lake, lab. There's not a lake lab. <laughs> Probably no. not lake lab. Uh, so I There's just no so you have that for your, for your notes. Mm. Alyssa, this campaign sucks. There's no lake lab. There's no lake lab. And that's all from us on Roll for Rainbow. (laughs) (laughs) A meteor falls from the sky. Everybody dies. Last game is destroyed. You're done. (laughs) All right. Uh, So the 26th file starts with the letter O, O O-26. The testing regarding the Arcana was disastrous, to put it mildly. This is um, Zariah's file again. In order to understand what effects this might have on a natural citizen, I asked for a healthy test subject. I received a young councilsman who seemed very willing to provide results, so I injected just a small portion of the arcana into the very place I had removed it, the neck. And at first, I had believed that the power had not taken effect or that the arcana was useless outside of the original vessel. Gods, how mistaken I was. A creature of myth, a white mare with a gleaming golden horn atop its forehead, impaled a poor council's man through the chest, killing him instantly, before rampaging about the facility. So much was destroyed, including the remaining arcana and many of our previous records, which I have since rewritten from memory. 
I have reported the dangerous nature of the Arcana to the Council with no response. We have taken the opportunity to rebuild our facility in a more centralized location so that the delivery of test subjects might occur more smoothly. Hopefully, we will eventually crack the case of this mysterious substance that plagues our fair lands. Signed, Dr. Zariah. What? The dude turned into a unicorn? Uh, the dude no. did not turn into a unicorn. He summoned one. Oh! And it okay. impaled it. And it impaled uh, the council man through the chest, destroyed the facility, and then kind of disappeared. Doing that so there's no that. record of what happened to it. It just di- like dipped. Yeah, I if if you are familiar with the wild magic sorcerer table, yeah, uh, a unicorn can be summoned for a minute before it vanishes. Huh. So, Doing God's work. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, uh, unicorns are like lawful good. I think so. Definitely clocks. Uh, this thing was like time to fuck shit up. You're right. You're right. It's essentially injecting this material is is the equivalent of a wild magic surge. Hmm. At least mechanically, that's the kind of vibe you can get. Also means that Dr. Zariah absolutely knew what they were doing when they injected it into their own neck. Like they knew like, this is it. I'm probably going to die. The actual contents of 26 through 35 are sort of much of what you've seen before. I don't want to say that they're uneventful because these are files illustrating the horrible ways that people have been tortured, but it's all the same stuff. It appears that Dr. Zariah was unable to extract Arcana again from another patient up until Madalena. There's no reasoning left behind for it. Uh, they have all these questions and theories and all of them are sort of unanswered. Uh, what was so special about Eleanor that made her able to withstand the extraction without issue? What's wrong with the rest of them? You could try to make a guess at a correlation between all of them, but it doesn't seem to be race or assigned sex at birth or the magical background. There's a possibility there for age because many of the patients are middle-aged and onward, but Eleanor wasn't even a woman grown and Madalena couldn't be any older than her late 20s. So it's possible, but there's no definitive answer that you or the late Dr. Zariah could discern. Another interesting thing is Madalena's file. It's quite brief, as her time at the laboratory wasn't as long as the others. It was about a month. But Zoraya noted the arcana that they removed from Madalena, but not any testing that they did following that. It appears that because of her hostile nature, they wanted to hold off on testing the extent of her powers until they knew that it could potentially be all gone. But you see that they were planning to try another extraction within the next few days, and it, that seems to be the end of any uh, salvageable files. Question. Hmm. Yes. So... No connection between assigned sex at birth. Are Eleanor or Countess Madalena, are they trans? No. So they are both female. Yes. I was, I merely meant that like, there are like trans folks in the list, but they were looking not at gender, but at assigned sex. Right. So that was just my question because it was like, so there could hypothetically be a correlation between assigned sex at birth, but like, we don't know. Yeah. Sort of uh, tricky to, to say. So yeah, you see Arlena looking through these remaining files, um, and she's sort of gritting her teeth at the ones that she finds in Orlin. Abject horror on her face. Uh, You can all make an insight check if you want, though the reason for her horror might seem clear. And Victor, if you choose to, I'll give you advantage because you know her better than almost anyone, save perhaps Mateus and Bellaluna. Yep, boy, that's a 19, and I got two 19s in a row. Incredible. Anyone else checking in on this? Oh, I will. And what is it? Insight? Yeah, insight. I rolled really bad. Okay. So I'm just, yeah. I also rolled really bad, but I do have good insight. 12. Okay. Um, Safri, I'm going to say you don't really know Arlena well enough to know like what that look on her face kind of means. But Victor, you see 
recognition in her eyes as she looks at some of these folders. She's seen some of these people before, or perhaps even knew them as patrons, and you realize the horror on her face is not just from what these people have done, but her belief in her own negligence. The, the questions, why didn't I check in more? Why did I believe the excuses I was told? When was the last time I saw them before they were taken? These are questions that play out on her face as she stares at some of these names. And it's just... Like, Bella Luna isn't there with us, right? It's just metal. Yeah, Bella Luna sort of busied herself elsewhere, yes. Okay. Uh, so, when Victor sees the... Basically, the guilt in her face, the, the recognition, he looks up at her and uses his telepathy power to say back to her the thing she said to him. You can't save everyone. It's not your job to save everyone. You see sort of like tears well up in her eyes and, and she says, I know, I, I know, God, I, I know it's not my fault and I know it's not my responsibility to help everyone. But this was this place was created as a bastion of hope for as many people as I possibly could. And I'm just so sorry I couldn't reach everyone. I'm going to kill and maim. <laughs> Stop writing these characters. You're done. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Let <laughs> privileges revoked. You bitches okay. asked me to DM and didn't think I'd give you something heartbreaking. <laughs> that is the end of all of these files. There's no other documents or anything. <laughs> you, you've learned all there is to know, really, unless you have any questions about the specifics of things. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. Like, my thing that I was going to ask is because I was like, okay, well, if they're only getting, like, wild magic surge effects does that mean that they can only get it from wild magic sorcerers but that's not the case because madalena is a cleric so yes um there is a it, that doesn't seem to matter like the source of the the magic it just seems like as long as they extract arcana it is very much just like arcana isolated without having a vessel is very chaotic like it's only wild once you take it off the person that knows how to control it. Yes, very mm-hmm. so. Um, and, you know, wild magic sorcerers are just kind of like people who are vessels that have more, either more arcana or more chaotic arcana. People who are sexy and fun. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that, but... Chaotic, bisexual, yeah. all right. <laughs> we all know in real life I would be a wild magic sorcerer. So true. That is Folk true. hero background, TBH. What? I said I would have the folk hero background because I was mildly popular in high school. <laughs> Your main character. All right, class clown. I, Super, I was voted. I know. Yes. That's why I'm making fun of you. I'm kidding. I'm not making fun of you. But <laughs> no, you talked about this. No, you get it, getting voted class clown. Getting voted the female class clown next <laughs> to a guy who makes Garfield shows. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I got voted most. I got voted most unique the year I came out, which is hilarious, and that's the reason they voted me most unique, and I think that's really fucking funny. It's hysterical. It is. I couldn't be mad about it. I think I got voted, I got voted for two. I got most theatrical and uh, most likely to become president. Huh. Oh, damn. I cannot ever see that happening for No, I can't. I got most artistic as well. I'll say that the most unique was a middle school superlative, so it doesn't matter, but it was hilarious to me. I see, I see. Yeah, I think the president one was just because I had my hand in so many clubs. Like, I was I was the student liaison uh, for the Board of Education. I was the president of the drama club. I was, like, captain of my Odyssey of the Mind team. I, I was 
all over the place. You get it. I just laid in bed all high school. It's fine. <laughs> I was in nine clubs at once at one point. But the PA. Yo, I remember that. <laughs> yes, I know. I Julian was there, and and I complained to them constantly about how I would stay at school from seven thirty in the morning to ten thirty at night. Yeah, I just love thinking the idea of like baby Alyssa and baby Julian in their Discord group chat together brings me like such delight and warmth. Back in literally such joy. What 2015, 2016? Whoa! 2016 and I I think we talked like a lot until 2018. Yeah, and then it got more sparse. Yeah. I met Emmett two years ago. Uh, one year ago. A year no, and a half it's ago. year and a half. Year and a half, yeah. Because so technically, technically, we met in July because that's when I ordered the carry print from yeah. you, which is Wait, that took, one. The customer customer uh, seller relationship went a little too far on this one. Now we have a yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Accidentally yes. made a friend for life. Literally, who fucked up? Want yeah, a so, refund? So we, we fucked up, and now we have matching tattoos. yeah Yeah, we so we technically met in july of 2020 so yeah yes the worst year and a half of my life (laughs) i hope we get divorced soon god i can't wait my god uh so this went into a a tangent tangent. i love this this is fun so back to back to torture (laughs) okay the the torture victim victim files are are over that that's all that's kind of all you got is there anything you'd like to do relating to the files or post files? I wanna I wanna ask about Madalena now, asshole, making me worry about her. You see Madalena uh kind of pass by from the back now that she's been done kind of like organizing shit and whatnot. You being productive in this period of, you know, having an off day for the inn because they rarely have that. And Bella Luna kind of hears your query and is like, oh, uh, I haven't really heard from the Countess this morning yet. Uh, I, I assumed maybe she was resting. I didn't really want to bother her. But if you would like to go check on her, I'm sure she'd gladly appreciate it. Uh, although she seemed pretty comfortable with you, Safria, um, just, I guess, by nature of your background. I would love to check on her to make sure she's all right, uh, July, if you'd like to accompany me. But yes, I, what I want to do is I want, this is like, I want to ritual cast detect magic outside her door to just make sure she's in there. Cause now I'm paranoid that something happened to her. So I just want to be able to like, like sit outside her door. Cause it's like, oh God, I forget the range on it, but it's like, I feel like I'd be able, like it's 30 feet. So I, but we like, could also I, just knock though. Yeah. Like we but could, wait, she's sleeping. Yeah. She's tired. <laughs> um, I'll allow you to do like a ritual cast if you if you absolutely want to. You yes, have the time and space. So you do that. You cast detect magic in a much smaller way. You feel the ring that's on her finger that like connects her to Rai. Uh, you feel that though it is, it feels less than what you what you initially felt from it. Like there, it's just it feels like a weaker connection that could be because you're further away from it, or it could be something else. Hard, kind uh-huh. of hard to tell. The inherent magic that exists within Madalena, you can sort of feel that. Uh, though, no, I'm not going to say that. You you feel the the magic that exists. Okay, uh, I literally her. just wanted to be able to sense that she was there, and yeah, then it's like there. you can also feel where it, she's in, like the center of the room. So she's not like at her bed. She's like maybe like on the floor in her room. Okay, yeah. Then I'm I'm just gonna look at Safri and I'm gonna say, do you want me, like, so she's in there and she's awake. 
do you want to go talk to her? And if so, do you want to do that by yourself? Or do you want me to go with you? Or do you want me to get Victor? I can go talk to her. Um, it's up to you what you would like to do. I'll report back if anything's happened, obviously. But I know that we've been able to communicate in the past. Okay, yeah, I'll just, then I guess you should probably talk to her because I would I would hate to, like, mess something up. Like, you're just, you're just better at, like, knowing social protocol. You knew how to walk down the stairs earlier. That's the stairs, the stairs was not an issue. <laughs> but the I, stairs I were stairs. Know. But I didn't know that. When we go to the ball in Equable, the stairs will be an issue. What? They're, they're be- an issue <laughs> sometimes, but not Sometimes always. stairs are issues. <laughs> Oh, Sorry. No. <laughs> that hit me is so funny. The stairs will be a problem sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then I just say, okay, this is a lot. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see if like Bella Luna like needs any help like cleaning or something. Okay, and I'm gonna go check on the countess. Okay. Uh do you open the just open the door or do you knock? I do knock. Uh you don't get an answer. I go in the door. Okay. Uh, you go in, uh, and you see her fully, uh, prostrated on the floor on a blanket, sort of facing the window. Uh, and if you don't know what the word prostrated means, as I had to Google it, it sort of just means your hands face down, uh, kind of in, if you go to, like, a, a mosque, and like, for Muslim prayer, the way they sort of bow down, like, facing a particular direction, she's facing the window, and this is the way she's, it looks like she's praying to Rai, and she does not respond to the movement you made to open the door or enter the room. Then I hover until she stops. I stand in the, I close, close the door behind me and I stand in the door. Like, I don't say anything, but I do wait for her to stop doing whatever she's doing. Okay. It doesn't, it takes a minute. She doesn't move, but you start to hear like sobbing and her shoulders start to shake with every heaving breath that she makes. Oh no. Do you speak? Um, did July tell me that her connection felt weak? Er, no, she didn't. Okay. Um. Then I stand in the door when I say, "Do you want to talk about it, or would you like me to leave?" You say that, and you see a flash of lightning striking the door frame beside you, and it misses your face by inches. Uh, you feel the heat of it settle beside you, and all of your hair stands on end as if you've just like rubbed the balloon against your mm-hmm. hair to create that static cling effect. And Madalena sort of peeks her head up, looking from you to the doorframe with heavy red rimmed eyes and realizing what she's done, her eyes widen and she's like, oh gods, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, it, it was just a reaction. I didn't mean anything I about it. Shake, I shake my head to like get the frizziness on. I'm like, no worry at all. Just nothing, a little, a little scorch mark can't handle. I just might want to tell the innkeepers you made that mark. And I walk over and I sit next to her. Uh, she she sits up, but she doesn't say anything. You look like you've been crying. I know you have. I've heard you crying. She's more polite to open with you look like you've been crying. But you've been crying. Why? Your question bids only more tears as she covers her hand with her mouth and finally answers. I can't hear her anymore. Mm. I I didn't last night because I was too tired to try and reach out. I have been here for hours and I I, I know she owes me nothing, but she has communicated with me for as long as I can remember. Has my capture invoked her fury so much that she no longer deems me worthy of answers? And she breaks down into further 
heaving sobs. I hug her. She accepts it and she sort of like puts her her face like closer to your chest and uh-huh. she just kind of takes this this minimal comfort. Yeah, I, I hug her and I say, I don't think it's you. We read some of the files that were down there about what's happened to people, about what they've taken. I don't think your God has abandoned you. I think your magic isn't what it used to be. I don't think, I don't think anyone would abandon you. At the mention of the things that they've done to you, she reaches up and touches her neck. And you you see just before she covers it, there's like this sort of like infected looking pockmark there from like Ooh. where the injection site was. You don't think it's something like a, a cure wounds couldn't fix, but it's like, it doesn't look like it was pleasant and it doesn't look like there was any care in taking care of it afterwards. Hmm. You said a cure wounds could not fix or could fix? Uh, sorry, I used a double negative there. It, it, it could absolutely fix it. Okay, then I do cure wounds it. I put my hand over hers on her like neck and I mm-hmm. cure wounds it. And you feel the bump sort of like it goes down and you. Yeah, so, sorry, my magic's a little hot. Uh, but, she, doesn't, she doesn't flinch to her. It, it, she's like, no, it's 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 fine. It's I haven't felt the touch of, of magic since I was a girl. This is it's it's comforting. Thank you. And I hope you find a, a friend in me. I haven't had someone to talk to in quite a while. And I find your presence comforting. And I think anyone would find your presence comforting. And to think that you are less of a cleric because someone hurt you is nonsense. She sniffles a little bit and she's trying not to cry again at this very sweet, very heartfelt sentiment. And she. You shot lightning at my fucking head. You can cry. <laughs> she, you see, as she laughs, like tears just kind of come oh. down, unwilling. And she says, I think I'd very much like that, Miss Farlake. I, I just kind of sit with her and her presence and I say, and you know, it's time. It's only been what a couple hours you've rested but yeah like sure your body is rested but your mind performing magic connecting to a god is no small feat don't punish yourself because it's not happening right away it's gonna happen she she nods and she says have you and and she almost thinks better of it before blurting out have you ever had a connection with a god have you ever known this feeling a false god Sure. If a bunch of bad people dressed up like gods and told you they were, then yes, I've felt the presence of a god, but a real one, no. Madalena nods in understanding and she's yes, yes, there there are there are many of those about these days. Council often acting as one of them. Yeah. Have you thought about going back home? what what you would do she julian i'm sorry you're killing <laughs> <laughs> julian's like a girl no, like no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have a joke about that uh i god okay madalena she seems to think about this for a moment i don't know about it i don't okay <laughs> <laughs> madalena she seems to think about this for a moment because she hasn't considered it before like before now she was in so much pain and in so much trauma in the midst of it all like she hasn't been thinking about the after 
Uh, so she says, I don't, I don't know who I can trust. I don't know how I got there. I was, I was stolen from my bedchambers, but the only one who has the key to that is, and she doesn't say the name, but you mm. get the feeling, you know, that, from your little yeah, insight horrendous. check on how her marriage is going, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I just imagine, like, I think I got the nat 20 on the marriage. Excuse you. You wouldn't have asked. This is Emmett. This is Emmett. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Carrying this podcast on my back. Is it Emmett? <laughs> yes. Oh? <laughs> All right. Dad, I'm kidding. Dad, no. <laughs> Dad don't kill me. <laughs> Teacher. Um, <laughs> and then I, I say, like, well, I mean, <sighs> I don't know what the fuck we're doing in this city. I don't. And I know we're kind of, I don't know much about either of the people I'm with. I barely know Victor. I've talked to him like twice. July is fine, but I don't know her either. And you're also fine. And I can't connect with the Thistinas and I fucking hate Matthias and I can't put a finger on why. Mateo, that's not even his name. His name's not even Mateus. It's Mateus. I know. It's Mateus. And I can't. I So basically, I'm saying come with us or don't, or just stay with us for a couple days. And I don't, God, I just, I'm rambling. I, I, I think I just like look at her and I'm just like, you're safe here and safe with this group, it seems. And I don't think you should put yourself in a situation where you're not safe again. She nods at you and and says i i think right now with the circumstances i have and with a lack of truly good options i think there's no place in this world i'd rather be uh she says that she kind of starts wiping her eyes and she's like i'm i'm not going down there looking like this and i know that's a pride thing and i know that's, you can. You look beautiful. No, I know I can. Oh, I know I can. But I will hey, not. Hey, yo! So she says, I'm I'm going to take a good bit to, to recuperate. And I think it's okay to, to leave me to go join your, your friends again. And you can tell them I'm coming down or not. Or you can, and you can tell them the state of my magic or not. That's while we're in the midst of sharing information, I suppose it's... it's not Do so you fair. need... To be alone to recuperate, or do you mind if I stay? I certainly won't banish you. Um, you you can stay as you like. I'm about Stop, to make a baby. bad choice, Mom. I'm about to make a bad choice. No, oh. no. She's Stop. like 28. I'm gonna put that up there. Like that's fine. Um, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's a no. nine year difference there. Um, then I yeah I do. You I did hang not out with her. no. You did not I just call a 28-year-old. You did not just call a 28-year-old a MILF. I Milf know the state of mind. MILF is a state of mind. I stay and I, I do hang out with her. Platonically. <laughs> okay. And then no. I I hang out with her. And then after like, I don't know, like 20 minutes, I like go back down. Okay. Uh she's gonna she's gonna stay behind for a little bit. She's like, I'm gonna change out of something that's not pajamas uh and allows you to to like go for that obviously and as you step downstairs you hear at the door 
of the the main door of the tavern and you it's a pounding at it and bella luna pipes up and is like we're closed friend apologies for the inconvenience and a smooth voice answers even for the courier of the council especially i'm kidding Uh, (laughs) arlena looks at the lot lot of you she just mutters shit that (laughs) is where we'll end our session for today Oh, I want to go upstairs. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked it, feel free to follow us on Twitter at Roll for Rainbow and tweet at us using hashtag Roll for Rainbow. You can also follow us all on Twitter. I'm at NerdyBirdie6602. Emmett is at Boy Scout Paladin. Trin is at Trinity M. Foskett and at Tea Time Witch. And Julian is at Sonnet underscore Art. Any last advice for our listeners? This is definitely going to be up after uh, the holidays. Have a happy holidays, everyone. My advice? Don't... Uh Huh. (laughs) Don't Minecraft villager noise. I was going to say something. I can't be funny. I'm only thinking about Princess Diana. (laughs) (laughs) The advice is to not talk talk about Princess Diana on a podcast (laughs) that we're going to post. Yes. No, I like that advice. It's a good one. With no context, don't talk about Princess Diana. (laughs) Yes. No, we can keep that in and then just leave the people to wonder. Yeah. My piece of advice is that be careful around stairs because sometimes they have rules. (laughs) My advice is, let's see what I have written down for the session and that's what's going to be the advice. Okay. Is that equable is the anti-magic capital. (laughs) This is a note I took today. Okay. Okay. That's a good take. That's valid. I mean, that is a solid take. Oh, you know what? Good, you know what's a good advice? Get dressed up and go sit and do nothing until midnight. Yes! Yeah, Welcome to Latin America. We do that. <laughs> Incredible. Okay. And uh, my on. advice? Um, be honest, because when the truth comes knocking at your door, you're going to have to figure that shit out. Be honest, That's because when advice. the truth comes, you're going to start, He's a lady model leader. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Mm. <laughs> You okay. are sick and twisted, and I hate you. She was not made to be a romantic interest. I'm just putting that out there. She's if made you to put be a, a woman interest for me, Trinity Foskett. If you put a woman, <laughs> if you put a woman in front of Trinity, she's gonna kiss her. She's not even around. <laughs> I thought that would fix it. No. Toronto girls are pretty. No, true. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Safria also, I think I put it in my character notes for Safria, but I might have only told them to me that she's like a class A flirt. Like she just does. She knows mm-hmm. what she just does. No, I know. I know. Okay, are we going now? Are we saying bye? Okay, yeah, yeah right, we can yeah. say bye-bye. Bye! Buenas noches.